You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And this episode, we're counting down our top 10 emotional breakdowns of 2020. (laughs) I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is a special episode of MagPod. We have been away for... A while. Been a while. Been a while. Some say it's been a while. Some say. Most most people would say. Uh, many, very, uh, many, many people, people say, are saying. Many people, some of the best people I know. Big, <laughs> strong men. This big, strong construction workers. Coming up to me, they're saying. Oh, man. Tears in their eyes. They're saying, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, we got two seconds in before our president showed up. Oof. Former president. Very Former shortly. president. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> despite what despite what he may say. Right. We're getting spicy up top, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we we're back for uh an episode where we're essentially gonna be uh just bullshitting around a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna share our individual top ten albums of twenty twenty, which is something we've done with uh the last couple years mm-hmm. in 2018 2019 we shared our top tens i think <laughs> this that was a, a preemptive error <laughs> just making sure there's no <laughs> just making sure i got my buttons ready you got your you got your buttons ready um <laughs> and you know we we i have i have uh a sneaking suspicion that you and i are going to have Maybe only one, max two albums yeah. that are going to be the same. It's a weird could, year. It was a weird year. You, you and I uh, have been hyping very different records this year, <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We we've always been sort of the the Venn diagram of what we listen to that we both share. It's a very narrow slice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. We we both uh, you can't put us in a box. Mm-hmm. We we have a, a wide variety of tastes. Yeah, we do. Um, but you know, it's it's more interesting that they diverge uh, significantly on these lists. I will say, without a doubt, like we haven't shared our list by the way for those those <laughs> no, wondering. No, no. So these are all going to be surprises to both of us. But I will say the times that you've shared your list or just recommendations, like pretty much universally if it's stuff that i haven't heard i will go check it out and then it becomes like part of my regular rotation and i always oh, really shit. appreciate oh, hearing that stuff so i'm 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 very eager to to see your list today but with the exception of one band that i've been harping on for a while that you just mm-hmm. haven't you probably have a you probably have an idea. I now well yeah we'll we'll, we'll we gotta save our <laughs> we'll save, save our, our takes here save the takes a little bit yeah let's uh let's, let's tuck our pants in a little <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> well um, I don't I don't have any pants on it's gonna be hard to tuck them in <laughs> tucking in my my, my PJ <laughs> pants oh fair. um but before we get to all that yeah we yeah. have exciting news yes we do yeah we do 
So uh, this is something that our Patreon punks already know. Yes. But we wanted to share this as we are rapidly approaching season three of Magnified Pod. We have two big announcements, one of which is coming season three, Magnified Pod will be joining the Rock Candy Podcast Network. So we're joining the Rock Candy Podcast Network, which for those who listen to our Matt Langston mm-hmm. episode, Matt Langston of Eleven Seven, of Fast Feeling, Fast Feeling, Jelly he, Rocks, Jelly Rocks, he has uh, his own Rock Candy recordings, and he also has a podcast uh, network. And after we had him on, we got into some conversations with him and the rest of the rock candy team. And they wanted to bring us on to become one of their rock candy network podcasts. And we are super, super psyched about it. Mm. The conversations that we've had with, with Matt and the other, other folks over at rock candy. I mean, John, you were, you were, you've already been on a, a rock candy podcast. That's right. Common Creatives Pod. I'm a big fan of it. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a whole a whole network of uh, like minded folks, and they're different kinds of shows. Um, but I think all of all of the shows and, and everybody at the network is kind of uh, obsessed to different degrees uh, about the same things that we are on this show in terms of sort of <laughs> yeah dissecting culture and the ways in which uh, the faith scene plays a part in culture right um for some of the shows specifically kind of the world that we talk about a lot you know the christian alternative world of the the 90s and 2000s so it's a great uh it's a great network and a great uh group of folks who are doing really interesting work and we're really um proud to be doing shows alongside them and i think if you dig what we do you'll probably like a lot of uh what they have to say on these other shows too yeah, got uh, Sacred Tension. Mm-hmm. You got, of course, Eleventy Life, which is uh, Matt's podcast. You got Brown Sugar Diaries, which is also, uh, I think, a, a newer, a newer edition. Yeah. It's a uh, her name is uh, Erica, um, and yeah, it's just a good, it's a good mix of voices and people. Kind of, yeah, it's just it's a it just always felt like it was a great extension to what we're already doing and it felt like a good it felt like a good um pairing so we're really excited about that more to come yes in that but john some people might be asking okay then you're talking season three what band are Mm. you covering in Mm. season three we did mxpx in season one we wrapped up Five Iron, which, of course, people are going to be wondering as well. Will we be reco- will we cover the new album when that comes out? Of course, yes, we will. But what is going to be the next band? It is not uh, Mag Pod, as as several have suggested. <laughs> we are not no, no. Uh, getting down with the with the Pod quite yet. But no, uh, we do we do feel so alive. That's for true. the very first time, right? Uh, but we're <laughs> we are going to actually be covering 
a bunch of bands because season three, we are taking a compilation approach. Mm-hmm. We are taking a genre approach to this next season. So what does that mean? It means this next season, we're going to be covering these, the genre of skate punk and a lot of bands that made up that genre in the 90s. So we're going to be talking Slick Shoes. Mm. We're going to be talking Goaty Hook. Mm. We're going to be talking Value Pack, Craig's yeah. Brother, uh, Hangnail. We're going to be covering a lot of your favorites yeah. in a season that we're going to be calling Magnified Pod Presents Pods from the Penalty Box. And I got to tell you, John, the artwork looks dope. This, this season is it's some next level stuff. Yeah, we got we got our boy back, uh, Heavy Ordnance Studios, to right. do the artwork for this season three, and it's a beautiful homage to the yeah. songs from the Penalty Box compilations. Many of our listeners are probably very familiar with the songs from the Penalty Box compilations. And we figured doing a compilation approach to a season, it would make sense to kind of bring in that that imagery. That yeah. and just the the whole the idea of comp and of comps and CD comps is a very 90s thing. Right. You don't really see. I mean, I discovered a bunch of bands. I think a lot of people probably discovered a bunch of bands yeah. in the '90s because of those uh, tooth and nail comps, the epitaph, uh, yeah, uh, punkorama, uh, the fat, you know, the fat records right. comps too. You know, so those were that was a thing, and I felt, I felt like you know, it was, you know, we felt like it was a good way to kind of bring all of these ideas and these bands together because it's hard to cover one band when they don't have the oeuvre of say an MXPX or a five iron frenzy. Yeah. Some of these bands kind of came and went with, with a few albums. Um, but John, I don't know if you saw this Mm. hangnail. Yeah. Coming, coming back with new music. Is, Is this the, is this the is this the Magpod uh, <laughs> is this the Magpod influence? It seems like so. ev- every time we decide to start covering a band and right. start covering those artists, they're they're coming back. Hey man, we get those creative juices flowing. We just have our our finger on the pulse of where things are headed. Yep, yep. I'm I'm excited about that. I always felt like Hangnail was one of those underappreciated bands, and such sick guitar work yeah Um, yeah and you know we will cover the new slick shoes album which is also uh you know after a long wait uh in in the world as well so there will be rotation and frequency that's right um yeah i think you know we as you were saying the venn diagram of bands sort of from this world which we're sort of committed to deconstructing on this podcast right um that we both were sort of obsessed with is pretty right. small. Right. And although I loved 
the punk scene and played in a punk band and the Christian punk community was very important to you me. Slept, you slept on the punk floor. You ate the punk brand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as we've learned many times, uh, you know, maybe my punk rock cred, not, not quite as, uh, not quite as uh, rich as yours because I, you know, this was one scene that I knew about, but I also knew about other scenes more. And so I think part of what will be exciting this season is sort of, while there are bands that I was really, really into that we're talking about, there's also bands that I really don't know very much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that'll kind of give the season a different flavor. I think it'll be interesting as much as we sort of divert uh, on different, you know, subjects we talk about on the show. I think for the most part, in terms of the music, we're usually on the same page with the bands we've covered so far. Right. And it'll be interesting to see how much that may uh, diverge uh, with the next season. Yep. Um, yeah. Craig's brother was, Right, they're working doing something on, new too, right? They're doing something new. They put out an EP last year right. that rules. It's, cool. it's really good. So that gets me excited about whatever they are yeah. going to be releasing as well. Um, so a lot, yeah. lot more to come. And yes. uh, we, don't, we have a list of bands that we're looking to cover. Um, and I'm sure there are going to be some bands that a lot of you will be like, oh, you got to make sure to cover so-and-so. Right. So send us, send us some of those, you know, send us some of those stories. Tell us, yeah. tell us why those certain bands um, should be covered or what the, your experience was with them. And, and, you know, chances are they might be on our list. You know, we have, yeah. I didn't exhaust the list of, of artists that we're looking to cover. Um but yeah, send us send us some of your stories. Send us some of those skate punk bands right. uh, that you grew up listening to in the in the this Christian alternative scene. Right. Um, and keep in mind that yeah, we this season is going to be sort of focused in that in that area of of skate punk. There might be some like you know if you might if you say like oh you know Staves Acre was big you know that's mm-hmm. the, not really going to be part of the 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 in the in this season's kind of focus but you know yeah uh, keep those keep that in mind when you send us some of yeah. those those thoughts and experiences those thoughts and ideas if you thoughts will. and ideas thank you yeah i mean trust us we we have plans for an indie season a hardcore season a ska season you know uh the the punk lord willing that we we continue this this journey for right. a while the stuff is all mapped out in the future but uh yeah we're yeah. thinking skate punk for 2021 just like everybody yeah yeah uh yeah everybody <laughs> 2021 is the re- is the return of the return of skate punk so like joe biden's been talking a lot about <laughs> yeah yeah he's uh on on january 20th he's gonna he's gonna secretary do secretary of skate punk <laughs> the secretary of skate Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, he's going to do a, he's going to do a kick flip onto the stage and, you know, he's going to, he's going to lay his hand on his deck as, uh, as he swears his oath of office. Oh boy. Um, he's going to, um. he's going to rip off his shades and be like, listen here, Jack. <laughs> I, I think you're in the running for the Scocker Terry. Oh, if I remember correctly. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Good jokes. Nailed it. Yep. Um, <laughs> so John there's there's been a lot that has happened since mm. we've been off uh taking our taking our little break indeed um 
it has been a I don't even remember when the last what, what the last episode was. I think September. We when was it or was it October? When did we release our Oh we did a Patreon in October. We did a Patreon um, of our the the uh event. <laughs> Uh, I bought a vampire motorcycle. Um, <laughs> we did a watch along with that uh, classic piece of cinema. Um, but since then, the this <sighs> November felt, you know, you know how April felt like the longest month ever. Yes. <laughs> November, November saw that and was like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, November. November was like. It just felt like forever long. Yeah. The, you know, we just passed. We it's it's been a month since the election as as of the day we're recording this. And That's crazy. <laughs> it feels like a fucking lifetime. Yeah. That that ago that 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 the the election happened, and um. So, how did you how did you spend? election night what was what was the scene like at the the potter household uh as you know i was going into this one with very low expectations and just a hardened heart and uh was not allowing myself to think that this was going to work out well and it's not like i was gloating or anything but a couple hours into the first night i was just like yep it's not going our way can't get my hopes up we'll see you know but i'm not feeling good and then uh, each night after that, for the next few nights, it felt a little better. Yeah, better and better. How yeah. about you? Um, I was at Brian's and your brother, <laughs> my brother, my brother Brian, uh, Brian Nelson Phelan, past uh, and future guest, past, past and future guest of the pod. We um, we made some deep dish pizza That's at wonderful. his at his place. And we were both having some whiskey and, and and some old fashions and feeling good. And then, you know, I I seem to remember there are some uh, our uh, Marco Polo uh, <laughs> chat that we that we've been doing for a while. I seem to remember some polos going back and forth, and Brian and I were, were feeling optimistic. And then, up until <laughs> returns started coming in, and we were both like. Is this is this fucking happening again? <laughs> yeah. And then we did some anxious walking around the neighborhood and Yeah. But yeah, very much like you, um things just got progressively better throughout the week. But that was a long week. It was a long week. It felt it was exhausting, it was frustrating. And I I have become less frustrated over the last month because just the way the irrationality of of Trump and the way he is is functioning like just imagine if Trump won and Biden was operating there's there's no way any of his supporters would tolerate nobody should tolerate this literally nobody should tolerate an election where what is it like 5 million more votes and I think it's even more than that. Is is it more than that now? I mean, and a, even if Biden loses, like, like they've contested all of these States that Trump lost and he's in, and everything has been verified and is done. It's all done. And he's still getting on TV and doing these paranoid rants. 
It's just so destabilizing and it's kind of scary. Right. Cause it's cool. working <laughs> for tens of millions of people who are convinced that what has been called the most secure election in American history by his administration is suddenly right. uh, riddled with fraud. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of evidence, right. uh, all this evidence that never holds up in any sort of, to any scrutiny. Did we, have we talked about, um, <laughs> Cecily Strong's character from SNL, uh, the girl at a party you don't want to get stuck talking to or whatever. <laughs> I feel like no. she's come up, <laughs> maybe. But she's like, so. and Seth, another thing, and don't, and why? And it's like, no. And <laughs> I don't know if you saw the uh, the the the, witness, the the star testimony that Giuliani got, uh, I think it was yesterday as we are recording this, in Michigan. Um, no, but it was some, like, you know, poll worker who sounded exactly like her. <laughs> I would be shocked if there's not an SNL sketch by the time this <laughs> pod comes out. But she was basically like, these poll books are wrong. I don't care what you say. And like the legislators were like, well, ma'am, they're not off by an amount that would make a difference. She's like, they're off by 100,000. Did you see them? I saw them. And it was uh, wonderful. So anyway, <laughs> great evidence all around. Uh, definitely no buffoons to be seen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, Giuliani is melting as we speak. Literally, literally melting. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure we haven't had a chance. It's old news at uh, this point. The Four Seasons Landscaping Company. It will never be old news. It was, it's the greatest <laughs> thing in the history of humanity. <laughs> it is. It is just such. It is such beautiful political theater. Yeah. And I don't remember who it was that said when inevitably when the story of Trump is, is becomes like a Steven Spielberg film, <laughs> right? you know, the, this will be the inevitable end to yeah. that film because it's so perfectly poetic. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you couldn't, you can't write something better than that. No, it's too perfect. It's just glorious. Yeah. And it's, and it's literally a Stefan sketch. Yeah, you know, this <laughs> yes, right. the newest club I mean, yeah. is Four Seasons Landscaping. This this place has everything. It's next when to it's, a crematorium, a crematorium and a, and a sex, yeah, shop. sex shop. <laughs> it's so perfect, so perfect. Oh, oh god, man. I love it. I love it, and it's so like even even like the lowest stakes things. This 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 is just so emblematic of the kind of leadership. Is like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's. They can't even fess up to the lowest of stakes uh, errors. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if you can't, like if they got up there and and they pulled a Paul Rudd and we're like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. Hey. <laughs> you know, hey, who, hey, look at, look at us, look at us, <laughs> look at us. Who would have thought? Oh, you know, if they if they made a joke about it. Right. I mean, they could have like turned that around, right, right, right. and yeah, like yeah. laugh at themselves. But never, th- never. There's, there's no humor. There's no sense of humor about anything. Uh, and this just like you had, you had like one of the greatest self dunks in American politics. Yes, and you could have like made it. You could have made it an iconic, funny moment for your campaign, and instead. Right. You're just like, oh no, no, no! This is totally, totally legit. Totally meant, meant to, to do this. <laughs> meant to do, we this. Need to do everything. 
Oh my god. Wonderful yep. stuff. Yep. So, you know, hopefully, uh, as much as uh, you know, I love dunking on Trump. Uh, I hope to never have to talk about him again for the rest of my life. Yeah. I hope he becomes irrelevant and um, and goes away forever. That would be that would be my favorite. We're gonna have to work on our Biden impressions for for the pod for 2021. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's mo- it's mostly gonna be uh, you know calling people Jack. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Hey, 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 look, hey, hey, would you shut up, man? Listen, listen here, Jack. That's a bunch of malarkey. You know, that that sort of that sort of right. stuff. Like you're a 1930s uh, radio host. Yeah, see? Uh, I'm into it. I have a bunch of malarkey, see? <laughs> um, yes, that. Uh, look at here. Know. Look at, look at, look at, look at here, Jack. I was talking to my, my old pal, Corn Pop. Corn Pop. Corn Pop, <laughs> the second greatest thing to ever happen to humanity. <laughs> Um, oh, I hope corn. I hope corn pop makes it into his administration. I think yeah, he's secretary, secretary of, of defense. Uh, <laughs> the breakfast cereals. Um, uh, <laughs> send corn pop in. They'll straighten it out. He'll straighten yeah. it out. Um, <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, yeah. Just <laughs> looking back on all these years, all the smiles, all the tears. Looking back on 2020, yeah. like. What an insane year in mm-hmm. so many ways. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll touch on that a little bit in our in our top ten albums. Um, but I, it's nice to me that while there's so many awful awful things about this year, uh, when I look back on it, a lot of it will be about Five Iron Frenzy <laughs> and doing this, this podcast with you. It seriously yep. has been. I mean, there's a handful of things that have truly been. Uh, points of of light and joy for me this year, and this has been a big part of it. So, oh man, I'm very grateful for to have this year with all its nonsense. Also, have the five iron nonsense too. So, it's this this year has been like an unmitigated disaster for me, <laughs> like personally in just about every conceivable way. And uh, I I've really done my best to turn it around and you and five iron and Magpod nation and the Patreon punks and everybody has like, has carried me through some of my darkest times this year. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for all of you. You know, we didn't, we didn't get to do a Thanksgiving episode. So if we're talking about things we're thankful for, uh, thankful for my, my bro, John Potter, um back at you and i'm just thankful for all you guys and kind of transitioning from there like thankful for all the people who have made magpod a part of their 2020 because we've been getting a lot of notifications of people who have magpod in their topped their top spotify wrapped podcasts yeah so that's so rad and we're you know, I'm, you know, I'm humbled by, I'm, I'm humbled by that, you know, that, um, you know, there's, there's only, there's only about 97 billion podcasts out there. Right. And the fact that we, what, let's see, what did I, what did we put out? We put out how many minutes, um, for, we dropped over 4,400 minutes of content. <laughs> It's so it was so, so stupid. That is so much. That is so, that is too much content. But <laughs> it was wild to see people like yes, 
first of all, thanks for sharing uh, that we've, you know, people have been saying we were like their number one podcast or in their top or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and please share those if you haven't yet. We want to see more of those. Yeah. But seeing people, seeing the cold hard data of people having listened to thousands and thousands of minutes of us really just yeah. <laughs> makes it sink in. Like, oh yeah, we did a lot of, we've done a lot of talking. Yeah, over over in 22 countries as well. Like, yeah, man. Like, and the the number of streams and followers is up in the hundred percents. You know, we we are up um, listeners by two hundred eighteen percent, and streams up eight hundred twenty four percent. You know, it's like so we're building something with you with you all here, and we're just grateful that you guys keep listening to our long rambling nonsense. It it means a lot, and we're hoping that you stick with us into season three. Uh, we, though we're joining a podcast network, we can assure you that none of, none of, <laughs> silliness. None, of none of the silliness, none of the, the lame jokes are going to change. We're going to, nope. we're going to have, we're going to have the games. Yep. Um, we're going to have the, the conversations we're going to get, going to get more guests on and yep. uh, just, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, man. All the all the nonsense is it's baked in, baby. Yeah, it is. It's it's part of the old Magpod recipe. That's right. A dash of nonsense <laughs> and a cup of well, I don't know. That's enough. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, um, um, yeah. So I wanted to pull up my my Spotify Wrapped yeah. just to kind of I don't know if we should uh, should we talk top albums before because I feel like if I talk about some of my 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 top 2020 uh albums and or whatever that it might give away yeah i think well maybe we i think we should take a little break okay here here from one of these uh exciting new uh partners of ours a podcast on our network okay okay yeah yeah and then uh come back and get into albums but before that can i Shout out a particular uh, member of our community. Yeah, for sure. Do it. We have a new Patreon punk who we shouted out on the Patreon, but not mm. on the mm. proper feed. So John Carmack. Oh, shit. Coming in at top level Patreon punkage. Thanks so much, man. John, yeah. welcome to the Patreon family. And this means that John will, at this level, he's going to come on as a guest of, on, of Magnified Pod, and right. he wants to come on for an episode to talk about the Five Iron, new Five Iron record, when it Perfect. drops. So we will look forward to John coming on and discussing that um, for sure. whenever Five Iron decides to drop the record. That yes. is, at this as a recording, that is TBD. Right. Probably next month-ish. I'm guessing somewhere. I feel like, I don't remember if that was on... Um, on the Kickstarter, it says on the January. Kickstarter. It says January, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we will see. We will see. Uh, but thank you, John. And then one other thing. Wanted to read an Apple Podcast review we mm. haven't gotten a chance to do yet. Yes. Um, you can always leave us a review. Give mm. us a rating. We will read it on the pod. Um this one comes from Rosie in Dallas. Subject. Oh, okay. Do you know Rosie? No. <laughs> okay, I don't either. <laughs> oh, oh, Rosie. 
<laughs> of course. Um, Rosie O'Donnell. No, that's a weird joke. Um, <laughs> boo. Rosie Perez. <laughs> sure. Ro- that's, Rosie, yeah. Rosie the Riveter. You know, there's a Rosie the Riveter still hanging around in Dallas. Uh, life-changing is the subject. Oh, wow. Before I listened to Magnified Pod, I had no friends, no girlfriend, depression, and no life. Those things haven't changed, but the pod is pretty good. Five out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work, Rosie. Uh, we encourage <laughs> we encourage more reviews whenever possible. <laughs> um, I uh, I <laughs> I love the the whole five out of seven meme. That uh, that was from. <laughs> do you remember? This was like from like five years ago. That mm-hmm. <laughs> that some guy like gave uh, a a review of fight club five out of a five out of seven and like called it a perfect score or something like that. <laughs> so weird. That sounds like somebody who'd be giving a fight club. <laughs> that's score. Oh boy. Uh, perfect score. Five out of seven. <laughs> five out of seven. Uh, well, thank you, Rosie. All thank right. you. Should we, thank should we take a little break? I think we should. Um, then when we come back, we will, uh, we will break down our top 10 records of 2020. Hey guys, my name is Matt Langston. I am a music producer, a mix engineer, and an avid unicorn enthusiast. And I would like to invite you over to my podcast, 11D Life. On 11D Life, we get to talk to your favorite artists, producers, and creators about what makes them tick. We take deep dives into where they get their juiciest inspirations from and how they keep from being cynical about all of it. We even get to pull back the curtain on my band, 117, and share some fun insider tips and tricks for our fellow bandmates and creators out there. So be sure to check out 11D Life right here on the Rock Candy Podcast Network and wherever you get your favorite shows. All right, we're back. Yeah. And... We're talking top records That's right. of 2020. There was a lot of good music this year. I, I'm, I'm intrigued for so many reasons about these collections because I felt like it was a weird year for music, but I do but continue. Think, I, I mean, I feel like for maybe for your, you know, <laughs> bullshit tastes. <laughs> <laughs> if your bullshit list no like i feel like there were a number of classic uh old school bands that have been around for a while that hmm. have put out that put out music this year like and i was i don't know i was happy i was happy with the with some of the releases hey, this year i was happy over here hey, is this fucking guy like i'm just like hey. i'm just saying Hey, you 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 want to be like over here? You're just like, oh fuck, I don't give a fuck. As far as this year goes, musically, <laughs> I was happy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. Keep going. <laughs> the thing about the music that was released this year, I liked it. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Why don't you yeah. Why don't you do some Spotify wrapped, and I'm gonna unwrap some of these Starburst Sweet Heats. Ooh, ooh, yeah. You talk. 
Yeah, because those Starburst Sweet Heats, we we talked about those on um our episode about a vampire motorcycle. Or about a vampire motorcycle. <laughs> so so why don't you that that was a yeah for those who are wondering. <laughs> Sorry to derail <laughs> what the, us. What the fuck we're talking about? Um, Starburst, like three years ago, maybe two That's years right. ago. I don't remember. We were doing the pod, so yeah, we were doing the pod. They put out some spicy Starbursts, and I picked them up, uh, just randomly at the gas station near John's, and they were super good. And then they were discontinued. So I purchased these expired Starbursts. <laughs> it didn't on, stop us on eBay. Yeah, and they're still delicious. Yeah, they are. Yep. Um. All right. So, uh, my my most listened to song mm-hmm. is a song that is not new, but it's one that is always on my playlists and it also it's one of those songs that gets me psyched and gets me pumped Hmm. for the day and it's the common writer song classics of love cool into it it's one of my it's one of my go-to jams if i'm ever like i need a a pick me up it gets Mm -hmm. me it gets me going um so my my top songs uh let me see. Oh, my biggest podcast binge listen was us. <laughs> cool. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, let's see. I listened to 848 artists this year. Seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. And let's see. My top artists were Five Iron. Slick Shoes, mm-hmm. Mask Intruder, Boss Tones, and Screeching Weasel. Hmm. Boss Tones. I listened to over 30,000 minutes, and Skate Punk is my top genre. Hey, sounds like a good way to prepare for a season about oh, Skate Punk. Oh, hey. Did, did the Boss Tones put out a new album? Nope. You were just feeling the Boss Tones. Yeah, I love the Boss Tones. I listened, yeah, to, a sh- I listened to a shitload of the Boss Tones. That rules. I supported it. Yeah. Were you in the top one point one percent for them or something? I was in the top point one percent for Five Iron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we, <laughs> as you and I discussed, I have a family account, so all my algorithms are just shot to hell. Um, four <laughs> big, of <laughs> big Frozen fan, John Potter. Four, four of my five top <laughs> songs are from Frozen Two. Uh, the fifth is from Taylor Swift, which hey. We we're T Swift defenders, but that was definitely my wife. Um, my wife. My, that was definitely my wife. <laughs> um, and uh, top five artists, Five Iron was in there, which was certainly my contribution. Um, but I think the rest are, are mainly uh, mainly Jenny. from Jenny. So yeah, my my thing is all messed up, but you know, at least Five Iron got in there. Yeah, just squeaked by. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, I'll just I'll just go off what we were just i was just saying about my my top my top 5 artists i'm going to go into my list and just say the latest the newest screeching weasel record 
some freaks of atavism is in my top 10. All I'm right. not, I'm not ranking. I know you're probably, I know you're a ranker. I'm a ranker, classic ranker, classic ranker, just classic kind of ranker guy. Um, but Screech and Weasel, some freaks of atavism. You, you, I, I feel like I've talked to you about uh, screeching the wheeze. You, yes. you, you, wheeze, you wheeze the juice, but you're not screeching the wheeze. I do. I like to screech the wheeze. I I don't know how. See, this is, this is exactly what I'm talking about. For yeah. some reason, it just kind of fell off my radar that that happened. But I obviously need to go listen to it. So yeah, I do. It's I um I listened to <laughs> I listened to so much screeching weasel this year, and there's some freaks of atavism. I've listened to this album a lot. I think. Let me. So while while you. While you tell, maybe tell, are you, you're going to say your top, your top one? Yes, I will go descending order. Okay. All right. Um, okay. This is not going to be a surprise to you. We okay. were texting about this. Yeah. We, we did some sort of a summer mid-year check-in on albums we were liking, didn't we? I feel like we did. I feel like a lot of the ones that I'm going to mention, I've already talked about on the pod. So I have for sure talked about Phoebe Bridgers' record Punisher. Yes. It's the album that I've listened to the most this year. It feels very much like the soundtrack to quarantine for me. I'm always going to associate it with going with that going forward. I think your brother said something similar maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I was kind of saying before, a lot of these albums feel like different aspects of 2020 to me. Right. Um, and this one, the album closer is the song I Know the End, which is just like beautiful. It starts out, it's kind of about the end of the world, you know, appropriately enough. It starts out kind of small and it builds and then there's like an orchestra and horns, but then it just ascends into this full guttural scream <laughs> at one point. And I can't tell you how many walks I took this year where I just like silently screamed along uh, <laughs> with her in the song, just like unloading everything about this year but um yeah i i have always liked her but this record i really feel like she went to kind of the next level there's a variety of um kinds of songs but uh, yeah as you have alluded to there's definitely plenty of being in the feels on it um but there are also kind of these moments of release like i was talking about on so anyway yeah i couldn't avoid uh the phoebe ridgers record being my my number one yeah i you know i <sighs> I'm an emo dude. I love me some emo, mm -hmm. but this is not the year for me to sure. do a self-inflicted, self-inflicted <laughs> emo. Yes. And from, from, I think I was talking to Jason Zyman, our shadow producer. Mm -hmm. I think it was him uh, who was saying, yeah, maybe don't listen to this record this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's, I think that, there's some there's some stuff about maybe about relationships or you know yeah. things falling apart and and some other things like that so i'm like yeah i don't i don't need i don't need i want which is why i was listening to like a lot more upbeat music this as as will be reflected yeah in, in my list i almost feel like i'm the opposite um yeah maybe because of the same reasons but yeah i'm eager to hear hear more um, what's, uh, what, uh, which, which flavor you got over there? You got that, uh, just, uh, you need to chew, chew a little bit more into the mic there, John. Yeah. Well, I'm just <laughs> munching down on a pipe and pineapple. Pipe and pineapple is the shit. That's the shit. That is the good one. It's the opposite of the regular Starburst flavor where yellow is the worst. Right. 
And this one, yellow, is the best. That's true. <laughs> there's a because I feel like in this there's um there's a mango and yes. a strawberry. Is there a strawberry? There's a watermelon. Watermelon and a strawberry mango. Strawberry mango. Flaming orange piping Flame, pineapple. Fl- yeah. Uh, the. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the strawberry mango is a little I feel like is the most underwhelming right of them. Certainly the least has the least kick. Yeah, yeah. It could be that it's expired over a year and a half ago. <laughs> they all taste like burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they all come they all come with hallucinations. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody send me all your expired candies, <laughs> gummies, what have you. Yep. Um so my next one, this is this is an album that I feel like might be the one album where we have some crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh Idols Ultramano. Hell yeah. Um you I don't remember did we talk about this? Were you the one that said this new Idols record rules and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know they had an album coming out." As I think yes. I think that's how it went down. It did and, because you put yeah. their 2018 album on your list for that year, Joy is an Act of Resistance. Joy is an Act of Resistance, yes. And I knew them for sure when you put them on your list, but it wasn't as revered as it would become for me. And so after that, I got way into that record and I was like really heavily anticipating the new one. Yeah. So I think I, I heard it before you did and I was just like, dude, yeah. fucking rules. Yep. Yes. Um, the The song Grounds. Yeah, I mean, and war too. I mean, this just just a, the two very solid opening tracks for the record. Yeah, and and it was this re- <laughs> it was this record that uh, Pitchfork reviewed that inspired me to oh, right. <laughs> make a, a ranty post on Facebook about like <laughs> how unbearable Pitchfork is in their reviews, where it's just like. It's the their songs are a little bit too on the nose, and they're like the. I'm just like, oh god, you guys are so unbearable. Like, whatever, whatever, Pitchfork. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I why I hate read Pitchfork reviews, but but I do. I understand. But uh, noisy, noisy British post-punk noise rock what would you what would you call yeah what would you call them that's i, I was gonna ask what you would say because i feel like they are obviously in the realm of punk i think yes. post-punk is probably closest but they are insistent that they're not a punk band right um which yeah i don't know i post-punk post-hardcore dark british punk something in yeah. that world yeah but they but all of their but all of their messages in their Very songs punk. is because uh, on their on their Spotify bio they say passionate political and darkly comedic, the first two albums from Idols touch on everything from sexism and racism to Brexit and nationalism to toxic masculinity. Like, yeah, man. Fuck yeah, they rule. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like very obviously into into all of that. Yeah. Um, and you look at some of the you know other artists that. Fans also like I uh, I know approximately zero of of them. Yeah, I'm assuming they're all. I'm assuming they're all British, UK, British. Um, you know, 
noise rock or post-punk bands, but yeah. Uh, yeah. If you haven't checked out idols, you should. I will say a little bit more about that one shortly. Oh shit. Um, okay. Completely different vibe. Uh, my number two is the Heim album. Okay. Women of music part three. Um, this one and the next one on my list in particular are sort of the most um, outliers on my list in terms of them being more or less straight ahead pop. I've always liked Heim. I think I said this on the show. I've always enjoyed them, but this album really feels like a step up to me. It felt like kind of the album of summer to me. It's very, um, I don't know if cheery is the right word, but it's just like these kind of expertly crafted pop songs a wide variety of rock styles, but they're all bangers in different ways. They're all just like these perfect pop songs and, you know, very different from, from idols, uh, in terms of its sort of outlook. Um, but yeah, I just, I became, I've always liked them, but I became huge fans of, of the band with this record and, um, just really impressed with their, with their songwriting and with the different, uh, kinds of songs they put together for this one. So, yeah, another one of those artists, uh, and bands that I've, never yeah. really listened to. I've never sat down and listened to a full Heim record. Uh, the um, the Days Are Gone album covers a cover I'm familiar with, but mm-hmm. I've never listened and I and they're all they're sisters, right? They are, yeah. Okay. Talented fam. Yes. Now looking at a picture uh, yeah, I don't really see the resemblance at all. <laughs> right. J. K. <laughs> jokes. Heim jokes. jokes. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about that? Is there a song you you think I should check out? I mean, Summer Girl it seems to be one of their Summer Girl's a great song. The Steps is a great song. Um, I mean, you really, I truly feel like you can't go wrong with this album. But the vibe, like, I listened to this when we were outside a lot this summer, just had it on the background a lot. That's kind of the feel. So it's a little less of sort of like a winter gotcha. rocker. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Los Angeles. Um, the uh, yeah, summer girl, Holly. Uh, those are all great. Now I'm in it anyway. Nice. Check it out. Um, this is another album that we both have. We both talked about. Uh, as th- as this year went along and the sort of prophetic nature of the record and the timing of the record, uh, Suicide Machines, Revolution Spring. Oh my God, I forgot that album came out. I got to do some adjusting. <laughs> <laughs> that, that album came out two weeks, essentially, yes. after quarantine and, every- and everything just went to shit with COVID. Right. And, you know, just months before... Uh, George Floyd and the songs on this record talking about, I mean, the, the, the album opens with a blistering critique of the police Yeah, with a song called bully in blue. Uh, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of solid songs on here. It's, um, I felt like it, it really, felt like this was an album that you talk about albums of 2020. I feel like this one feels very much like capturing the darkness and frustration and anger of the political scene. Yeah. Of, of 2020. 
Yep. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm calling it Audible and making some changes on the fly. So. <laughs> okay. You're somebody, somebody's getting bumped? Yeah, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's somebody who, who will be funny uh, to talk about later who's getting bumped. Anyway, um, yes, uh, agree, hard agree. We've talked about the record a fair amount on the pod already, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. Somehow that feels like spring, which feels like another life ago or something. <laughs> March feels... Like this year has been forty-seven years long. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, every yeah. every month feels like, you know, like November. It just like all of it just feels so stretched out. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how next year we'll compare. Um. Okay. <laughs> now for the 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 most surprising entry on on my list for I'm, me. I'm ready. The Chicks. Oh, fascinating. Uh, formerly Dixie Chicks. Yes. Did, did not expect the Dixie Chicks slash the Chicks to to make my top 10, and yet number three. Damn, um, dude. I know. I, I, I mean, we talked about this on the pod somewhere too, Patreon, I don't know where, but like, I've always sort of appreciated them. I wouldn't say I was a big Dixie Chicks fan, but I could recognize their abilities, and I appreciated them, you know, kind of, sticking it to uh, the scene that they came from. Mm-hmm. I always liked their attitude. But this album really, I feel like, kind of moves away from... There are country-tinged songs, to be sure, but mostly these are just pop bangers, kind of like the Heim record, just like wall-to-wall, again, kind of perfectly crafted pop songs. Um, it kind of gets in and out. It's not too long. I'd say every song is great. Um, yeah, it's not a band I expected to see on my list, but I gotta be me. Um Jack Antonoff, who I've shouted out on the show before, he produced a ton of stuff in like the last, whatever, 10 years. Um, and I really like his kind of production sound and he produced this record. That sound is kind of all over it. Um, and yeah, it's sort of this metaphor for this dude uh, who screwed her over using that relationship ending. You know, it's called Gaslighter, the album. Mm-hmm. And it's like using that as a metaphor for sort of, again, 2020 and patriarchy and um them kind of breaking out of that so anyway i i I feel confident i don't know maybe not maybe there's some chicks heads out there um but i i feel like i'm putting myself out on a limb by including it here but it's i really love this album so had to go in there i another one of those records that i think i listened to the single when it came out and watched the music video but i don't really think i went back and Sure. Listen to it. There are some other country records that this year that came out that I um that I did not give I did not give the proper time. Like uh mm. Jason Isbell had an album that came out this year and Yes. Um my 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 jump I don't know if that's on your list or not, but it's an honorable mention. It's, yeah, it, <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I feel like this is not the year of, of country for me. Um, no. I should have, I should have went back and listened to more of, of those, of those records. So good reminders. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is another, this is a big sky year. Mm. Um, the inevitables, their self-titled okay. debut record, their successful Kickstarter of which I was right a supporter uh 
it's a sort of two-tony ska sounds kind of it's not like super third wavy but it does have some of those two-tony elements and some third wavy ska punk in there mm-hmm. but you got uh finney fiorello formerly former drummer of less than jake yep um you got members of also of real big fish the interrupters big d in the kids table uh so it's a it's a it's real who's who if you will and i've been it's another one of those records that i feel like i've listened to like five records over and over and over again this year and since the inevitables album dropped it's one that's been one of those records that i it's like it's just so easy there's certain albums that are just so easy for me to throw on again and again and again because they just make me feel they make me feel good they make me feel hyped um you know, the inevitables is one screeching weasel is another. And if you guys are, I mean, you are, you've been listening to us talk about five iron for a while. I would recommend going over and listening to the inevitables. Cause I'm assuming you dig. Yeah. Them Scott, them Scott joints. Yeah. We, uh, we talked about them on the pod when we were promoting the pick it up, uh, documentary, screening that would feature uh, the inevitables their like kickstarter was kind of wrapped in with with that one um so it was on my radar from that and then i just never have listened to it so yeah. another great reason to go go check it out i'm eager to check it out i guess it's it just your radar yeah it fell off my radar man checking that out um see this is good yep. all, later i'm gonna be like bro did you know the inevitables record came out this year <laughs> And you're going to be like, uh, yeah, bro. Um, uh, bro. <laughs> you ever heard of the suicide machines, bro? Uh, forgot about them. Um, okay. Every now and then. If- <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. I hope other people Sorry, know what I that could, half a second was. <laughs> Nowadays, um, everybody wants to talk. They got, they got something, something to say. <laughs> Nothing comes out with their lips. A bunch of gibberish. Motherfuckers act. Oh, suicide yeah. machines didn't release an album in March. <laughs> Anakins and panikins and suicide machine ramekins. Okay. Um, <laughs> the next one, we have also talked about. <laughs> <laughs> we've also talked about the next one on the pod for sure. I went on a bit of a journey with this album this year. Uh, but Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt yeah. Cutters. Um, yeah. A lot of people uh, have this as like their number one or very top album. And even at the time, people were giving it perfect reviews, as we were saying. Yep. And we kind of had this mini conversation of like, what do you think? Is this warranted? And I was a little bit like, I don't know. Like, I'm a longtime fan of Fiona Apple as I like all her albums. Um, and I said I liked it at the time when we talked about it, but that I needed to spend more time with it. Um, and it really grew on me. Like, I think you kind of just have to get on its wavelength. Um, it's very raw. And initially I felt like that meant it was a little formless. Like there are not many sort of classically constructed pop songs on it. Um, like I said, there's a lot of like dogs barking on it and things like that. Um, the first, the first song ends with her sort of like squealing. Yes, it does. (laughs) I don't really know how else to it's or like a dolphin. Yeah. It sounds like a dolphin. (laughs) That's correct. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of, that is a very Fiona Apple thing of like doing something that's almost like 
oh, I feel weird that you did that. That's like almost too much. But then, I don't know, it's very intimate and it feels very appropriate for 2020. That's sort of like, it feels like she kind of recorded it in her living room, which I think she basically did. Um, and I don't know, it's almost but like- that a, doesn't mean that the production quality isn't really good. No, it, yeah, it is. It's just yes, like, it <laughs> it's, you know, some of her more recent records, she kind of has this lusher sort of, even like hip hoppy beats on some songs or like strings. This is not that at all. It kind of feels like a musical even at times. The songs have a lot of different elements to them and they kind of go in and out of different styles, but I, I'm really into it. So anyway, it took me a while. It was one of several items on this list of, of artists whose albums I didn't love at first and took some time, but at the end it really, really shot up to the top. So anyway, okay. if you have listened and didn't quite get it, I might recommend just like staying with it a while. Um, I need to give it some more, give it some more time. I think another one that's not necessarily going to be great for you if you're trying to avoid emotional intensity, but uh, nonetheless, still great. Um, I wanted to play a clip um, from my next, uh, my next top album. Okay. Of course I want to talk. (laughs) Driving a Porsche over the floorboard. You can barely hear that. (laughs) That's Fiona, right? Oh man, that guy has just further revealed himself to be worse and worse as the years yeah. gone on. Yep, um, yep. But yep. that clip will never yep. die on this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, he's um he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I will I will say it now, as I've said before, and I continue to say it. That is literally the one and only funny thing <sighs> that Crystalia has ever said. It's pretty good though. His stand-up is unbearable. <laughs> he should just do that for an hour. I probably made this exact <laughs> same joke before when we talked about it. Yeah, he anyway. sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He, uh, anyway. He's not um, in my no, top 10. No, he's not in my top 10. The, my, next, my next album that is in my top 10 is <laughs> who is going to be the first band that we're going to cover in season three. Hey. Flick Shoes, Rotation, and Frequency. All right. Um, our boy, Steve Kravak. Or uh, back with the boys, back in the studio with the boys, uh, pumping out some shreddy, yeah, shreddy bangers. Yes, this this is uh, some of the strongest material that the dudes have done, yeah, in their entire career. And I love the guitar work a lot. I think everybody brought it, yeah, on, um. I think Ryan's voice sounds the best it's ever sounded. I think Joe's drumming is as tight and as fast. And like, everybody's just like all over the place in terms of just like the, the melodies and the guitar work and the technical nature of the record. Um, I, I know that my brother who never really listened to slick shoes growing up, at all like he was like slick shoes was not one of the bands that he was into i was but even even brian was like this album rules so for people who you don't even need to be like an old slick shoes fan to throw on rotation and frequency and be like oh shit this rules yeah man i'm i'm excited to dive deeper into it in the coming 
weeks. Boom. Um, all right. Number five. Yeah. Idols. Ultramano. You already covered it all very well. But yeah, I would just say another sort of way that it's a 2020 album for me. It feels very... This is the like hardest, probably, record on my list. Um, deals with anxiety and war, as you said. And I mean, yeah, like to, to the point of the of the thing that you read, like there's, they do not shy away from sort of the darkness of, of social issues and, and personal issues. Um, I will say if this feels a little darker and more stripped down than uh, joy is an act of resistance for me. And it doesn't quite match the highest highs of that record, but I feel like overall it's probably a stronger, more concise album. Um, and yeah, like you said that, you know, it, the, there's kind of been this critique of them of like, their stuff sounds very sort of seventies punk in terms of guitar and the lyrics. And just that the people have kind of said, like, it's almost like these cliches. Um, but that's what seventies punk is. It's like anthems, you know, and he's got the song or they've got the song, Mr. Motivator. And he says in lyrics, how'd you like them cliches after like <laughs> a list of them. So I feel like he's all kind of responding to the sort of pitchforky yeah. type responses you were talking about. But anyway, uh, album rules. Yep. Yep. Um, a sort of an unexpected album for me that came on my radar because of our boy, Jason, shadow producer. Cool. Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, yeah. Right on. A- Afterburner. Uh, he sent, he sent uh, maybe one of their songs one of the music videos a while ago and just right. like talked about the, the absurdity <laughs> right. um, uh, of some of their lyrics. Multiple some stab wounds. The song three wishes uh, where the chorus is just multiple stab wounds, multiple stab wounds. Yeah. And, but it goes from like this really high, pretty clean vocals by Tillian the lead singer who does the clean vocals and into this really heavy, brutal, (laughs) multiple stab wounds (laughs) chorus. And I'm like, this is, this is pretty amazing. And then I started listening to the record and Will Swan is the lead, the lead, the lead guitarist rather of, and he's like the founder, essentially the founder of of Dance Gavin Dance. And he plays, you know, that's those sort of genty, meadly, meadly kind of uh, riffage, and uh-huh. which that I'm super, super into. And something that I uh, <laughs> I had mentioned on the pod earlier this summer, I think, was when I was talking about this record was I didn't give Dance Gavin Dance a chance for the longest time, even though I had heard of them before. Because a chance, I, Gavin Chance. I never give them a chance, <laughs> Gavin Chance, because the band name is dumb. Right. And and I assumed, It almost seems like it's kind of a joke. Yes. You know, but, like you but, said, multiple stab wounds, but then you get into it and it's and they, But the thing is, is that their, their songwriting is great. Their technical ability is is off the charts. 
but they also while their writing can be cryptic they also don't seem to take themselves so seriously right to a point where it's just like they they experiment with a bunch of different styles so they got the that sort of metalcore mm-hmm. heavy post hardcore bangers with some of those shreddy meadly meadly guitars but then they throw in some like latin and funk grooves and then yeah. there are some songs where they like will have rap in it and it's just like they're kind of all over the place and it keeps it it keeps it interesting and they've got they've got a significant following and really passionate fan base so um cool but yeah for i i would <laughs> people should check out three wishes and the the entire video is just like fan submitted stuff of like people brushing their teeth and st- and like <laughs> right it's it's a weird video but anyway yeah yeah Give I, him a uh, chance gavin chance <laughs> please do um <laughs> i'm just picturing a headline like take a chance gavin chance <laughs> on hot quintet dance gavin dance um yep and then five that out of seven per, that that per- <laughs> A perfect a perfect five out of seven that um, copywriter would be fired one of the things that sucks about this list in the context of 2020 is that normally when you create your favorite albums list you're like i've either seen some of these people live this year and it was oh great or i can't wait to see them when the tour starts and we're gonna see yeah. none of them right, right um you know hopefully a lot of these acts tour again whenever that is possible um but there's so many there's so many songs from these records and the ones that you're talking about too like yeah as you were talking about dance game and dance i was like i'd like to see them live that sounds really fun um i'd like to see a lot of these bands live anyway we'll get there one day mm-hmm. um speaking of bands that will be more possible for me to see than others uh my number six is dead d-e-h-d you know them i used to, i do not um I did neither until this year. They are Chicago band, um, a trio. Their record "Flower of Devotion" came out this year. It's possible I heard about them, but they were not really on my radar until this album. And I heard a few people talking about it, and it's great. Um, it's kind of dream pop, you know. It's got like this very reverby guitar, um, kind of that wall of sound style um, mm. of rock. But then it's got these powerhouse vocals from. Uh, Emily Kempf, who's the lead singer. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of, um, there are for sure like harsh elements to it, but it's kind of, um, again, sort of classic um, rock sort of dream pop songs. And they just sound great. Um, really a big, became a big fan of this band dead and hope to see them very soon. But they're my uh, number six. That reminded me that I um I was supposed to see Between the Buried and Me. Oh, that's right. You had the special VIP package and everything. I did, yeah. Uh, Never, not sure when that's ever going to happen again. Yeah. yeah, I'm not not anticipating seeing music uh, (laughs) for another year at least. Yeah, probably not. Um, I was going through, I Venmoed somebody something yesterday and I was looking through my Venmo history um, and I had paid... Uh, a friend for a ticket to see Nick Cave and Wise Blood, which was mm-hmm. a lineup I was super excited about. And in the like description I wrote, I put Dream Concert, and that concert didn't happen. <laughs> so anyway, 
eventually. Uh, eventually. Um, another band, another album previously discussed. Mm-hmm. As I indicated when I did talk about this record earlier this year, um, I said this would probably end up on my top 10. And it did. Newfound Glories, Forever and Ever, Times Infinity. Fascinating. Um, I need to listen. Yeah, so if if you if you grew up listening to Newfound Glory and their uh, combination of pop punk plus some sometimes they have those little hardcore breakdown moments in their in their riffs. Um, you know, sometimes people will, you know, the other the other bands that like four years strong and other easy core bands that have a poppy element, but then like really like sort of heavy riffs. Um, but if you like pop punk songs about uh, about girls and love, hey. uh, Newfound Glory is the band for you, and they are fun. They they really know how to write an earworm hook. Yeah, I should listen. I Newfound Glory, much like uh, several of the bands we'll cover in this upcoming season, are on the list of bands that I saw open for MXPX, and that was about the end of our relationship. Mm. Um, so I should I should check that out more deeply. Agreed. Um, okay. A guy who is not like Newfound Glory is my number seven, Sufjan Stevens. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought that that might be on your list. Yeah, I mean, this isn't obvious. It's like a John uh, fish in a barrel type situation if Sufjan <laughs> puts out a record. But I will say, this is another one in those uh, list of, of albums from my favorite artists who initially, these weren't one of my favorites of theirs. Um, several right. of those here. And, you know, he kind of goes back and forth, as he always has, between, like, folk and then sort of freaky electronic impulses he has. Uh, and this one is definitely in the latter camp. So for me, it was a little harder to get into. Not that I don't welcome him straying from the the folk path. Um, mm-hmm. But this one is <laughs> pretty out there. Um, but I will say, when it hits, it, it really hits. And there's a lot of moments where it's suddenly clicks into place for me i've talked a lot about how <laughs> my like escape the summer was laying on my hammock and listening to music mm-hmm. uh, late at night and i listened to this album many times in that context and it sort of took on a new uh level of appreciation for me listening to those times but again this kind of feels like 2020 to me it feels he's angry he's not uh, pleased with the world or with um i think if you're reading it the way that I am the sort of the way that the evangelicals or the church or whatever that he's part of has become this destructive force um, and how he's upset to be affiliated with that theology, that sort of um, nationalism. So anyway, I I think there's a lot to sort of chew on here and it is weird, but I, I like a lot about it. I, you know, we talked about T Swift folklore does not make my list, but Mm. that feels like another kind of classic album of 2020 in that it's like an artist that I really respect doing a sort of weird introspective album that I like, but don't love. Um, I kind of respect it more than I actually really like it, but I, this one kind of slipped up my list eventually to a place of deeper appreciation. So anyway, um, 
another album I haven't given a listen to. So yeah. it's worth checking out. Um, my next record, the nineteen seventy five notes uh, okay. on a conditional form. Cool. I I think there are chances that you might actually like this record more than any of their previous records. Okay. Because I do like them. I like them a fair amount. Because they do have Phoebe Bridgers on, oh, right, right, on right. a number of tracks. Cool. And this album is all over the place. They mm. they open with a instrumental it's an instrumental track essentially set to Greta Thunberg's speech that she gave sometime last year cool um talking about climate change that's the opening of the album and then it goes into this like blistering sort of hardcore punk song and then it like transitions into like a pop song and they're just like and then they have like some kind of bangers and bleepy bloopy things going on and i i've i've always liked the 1975 Mm -hmm. and I love that they went pretty experimental on this record. And I think for the most part, um, you know, some people might think it's bloated or whatever, but I, I think for the most part, it, it, it's it's successful in what it does. It's their longest album, but um, there are times when I feel like I'm listening to, um, either cigarose with some some moments or like mm. even some like uh i don't know there there's some in, instrumental tracks that have like some elements that are like this feels like it could be that style and then they go into like some really uh hooky pop songs that are and then there's there's one of the songs that has Phoebe Bridgers on it that I think has some has a really funny has a really funny line in it. The song is that is, Jesus he, Christ 2005 God Bless America. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great it's a great song. This is one I mean I, this is exactly what I was talking about. You would come correct with these albums that I'm like, "Oh right, yeah, I got to check that one out." So for sure I will do a deeper dive on this. I know I've seen people talk about this uh, apart from you as being one of their favorites. And yeah, I've always yeah. liked this band too. I've just never given them the proper deep dive and I should check this out. They played uh, Dirty Nellie's, the <laughs> bar venue a few blocks from my house, uh, maybe like a year or two ago. And I really? should have gone to that. Yeah, it was oh, like a big big show for that place. Oh man, that would have ruled. Yeah, man. Someday. <laughs> Damn. I fucked uh, up. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, so yeah, cool. I will, I will check that one out for sure. My next one, an Andrew favorite perfume genius, um, (laughs) (laughs) set my heart on fire immediately is the album. I think I mentioned this at the halfway point of the year too. And you're like, I think that's one that's more for you than for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say, so he kind of started off, he's more or less a solo act. He's got a, a band now and his, um, domestic and professional partners, kind of the one other, uh, main player in the group with him but he's more or less one guy and um his first few albums very 
quiet and weird kind of uh, fetch the bolt cutter Z. Um, mm-hmm. But he hit a, a couple of albums there where there was much more sort of like rock influence. And that's when I really got into him. And this feels more in line with the earlier records, just in terms of it's a slower. Um, it's another one that kind of took a bit for me to warm to it. Not initially one of my favorites, um, but I would say I, there are, songs of his that are more sort of um, shred driven that I think you would really like. Um, I'm not sure that this is the album, but there's some, there's some real beauty on this album. There's some funky moments. I do, I do like it as a collection overall. So yeah, new, uh, new perfume genius record number eight. Um, my next one is magnetic fields quickies. Oh man. Forgot about that too. <laughs> Uh, it's, it is a 28 song record. (laughs) It's just about 46 minutes long. Um, the album has, so it's like, it's the songs are between 17 seconds and two minutes and 35 seconds. So, um, they are, some of the songs are, you know, not every song is is a is a winner, um, but I I think it's just it's a great record, yeah. and uh, has it just has the just classic Stephen Merritt darkness mm-hmm. and like the the day the politicians died is like a quintessential magnetic field song, cool. and. It's basically talking about how everybody's happy and great now that all the politicians are dead. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, yeah, okay. And then there's uh, the song, The Biggest Hits in History. Um, uh, My Stupid Boyfriend is another great song. Yeah, this all sound, <laughs> sounds like magnetic fields. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, they're, so I, I really, re- really recommend... Uh, if you you've got if you've got forty six minutes, and to listen to twenty eight songs, you're you're set. I feel like yeah, this must have come up when we talked uh, halfway to through the year because I remember saying like you know the sort of go to classic release for them sixty nine love songs, and just that like, but out of those sixty nine, like I don't know ninety five percent of them are great. <laughs> like yeah, that they can. He's so he can't really write a bad song they're so prolific and like the fact that you can put out a release like that and just be like yeah but guess what almost all of these 69 songs are great um yeah this was on my radar i was like anticipating it and then i maybe listened a a little bit and then just kind of fell off my radar i don't know certainly not through being like disappointed or anything so gotta get that get that on my list yep check out further good pick yeah um okay winding down another one Salt, S-A-U-L-T. Do you know them? Um, you've probably mentioned them to me before, but I do not. I don't even know if I have, because I was going to say it's another one that kind of, they were not on my radar. I mean, I don't think they were really on anybody's radar until pretty recently. Um, but another one that like only until very recently were they really um, somebody I did like a deep dive on. And they're kind of a weird, it's like a mysterious uh, British R&B collective. <laughs> They've done 
two albums this year and two albums in 2019. So four albums in the last years. And they're all good. <laughs> like, again, it's kind of <laughs> very different from Magnetic Fields. But like, just in terms of you would think having that many songs would mean on the whole, there are more misses than hits, but pretty great all around. I think they're kind of like a couple of producers that seems to be what the situation is so they just know a ton of people mm. so there's a lot of guests uh michael kinawuka is involved with it mm, um okay he sings okay. on one or two songs i know you like him uh, yeah, um, yeah i do and the producer of his most recent record is kind of the main producer of this salt uh collective um it's kind of that vibe i mean it's not it's not dissimilar but it's more sort of r&b funky um weird like Lots of bleeps and bloops here. Um, lots of fuzzy, glitchy bass. Um, and another one that feels... Okay, so yeah, anyway, the name of this record, the one... They put out two records called Untitled, and then different titles in parentheses. This one is Untitled, Black Is. That's the one that I, I thought was best. Um, but very much focused on kind of the 2020 aspect of the uprising around Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. very focused on, you know, this idea of Black is, what are all the ways to kind of unpack what that means, and and very much sort of a, um, a moment in the sort of collective global response we were having to dealing with this stuff in a new way. So anyway, I would, I would recommend checking it out. It's very interesting, lots of weird stuff going on, but like some undeniable, just like great songs in the middle of what's kind of an experimental project, but yeah, they were not on my record and I enjoyed it so much that they made the list. So anyway, salt. Salt. Going to check them out. Yeah. Um, especially there's a, there's a song called only synth in church, which, yeah, sounds, <laughs> which sounds like this, the kind of church that John would want to go to. I literally have that in my notes to be like, if there's a band that has this as one of their songs, why wouldn't I like them? But I was like, I feel like I'm rambling, but yes, that's the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of synths and bleeps and bloops, mm. 117 basic glitches. Hey, that is another one of my, uh, I feel, I, I feel like I want to, I'm not just, I'm not just throwing this on here to, <laughs> you know, to, to stroke the <laughs> ego of our, of our new sugar daddy, um, <laughs> Matt Langston. But I, you know, I mentioned, we it was Reese who kind of put us onto basic glitches right. yeah. when we talked to him and we're both like uh, I don't know I think we've I, I've heard of heard of seventy seven I didn't right. and I was only we were both only maybe tangentially familiar with Matt yeah. and like but and the, the more I started listening to the record the and we talked about this at length when we we covered covered the album but I. Uh, the more emotionally connected to it, I felt. Yes. And the more I resonated with a lot of the stories he was sharing in his, in the yeah. album. So, um, and it's one of those, it's one of the albums, my, my top albums that I've listened to. Yes. Uh, according to the data. Okay. Um, so I was like, I can't not include that. It, yes. It's like, <laughs> if it's the hard data is there showing me that right. I've like listened to, this is shitload. I feel like I need to give it that shout. 
Uh, well, guess what? It it was also my number ten, <laughs> and <laughs> Until, then it got it got bumped it by got bumped suicide machines. <laughs> uh, sorry, Matt. Um, I had very similar notes here to what you just said. I was like, I promise, there's no paola here. Uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. isn't a pay to play deal. I just I love our dude, and I, yeah, I listened to this record a ton. Like, I, it it was certainly one of my most listened to albums. Yeah. It's so good. I am. I'm a big fan of how he approaches songwriting and, and craft in general, but I really feel like it's this record where it kind of came to a place where I'm just like, Oh, this is completely my vibe. Um, yeah. And not killing my vibe. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I love the record. So anyway, uh, sorry, man, <laughs> it, it, it is now in the honorable mentions. What has moved into the top 10. Thanks to Andrew. Uh, have me cousin audible Colin audible. Suicide Machines, Revolution Spring. I mean, yeah, we've talked about it a fair amount. You said everything I would have to say, but until I forgot that it came out this year, uh, it really felt like another one of those perfect 2020 records. You know, a band that, kind of like we were saying with some other bands, hadn't done anything in 15 years, or at least released an album, um, and had some suspicions maybe about how it would turn out and it really to me feels very classic suicide machines i yeah. i love the sound i love that they don't hold back at all they really are addressing a lot of things uh, that yeah. feel very prescient as we said so anyway i yeah. i can't not slide that one in there um yeah but i will put 117's basic licit base oh my god 117's basic glitches in my honorable mentions i have a few other honorable mentions to shout out do you have any others you want to why don't you? Why don't you go for it? Sure. So yes, Jason Isbell, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. again, he's kind of another one that one of my favorite artists. But the album, while I like it a lot, just didn't kind of reach the top tier. Uh, I would also say that about Run the Jewels, who put out RTJ Four. These last couple RTJ records, I do like a lot, but not on the level of the first couple for me. Um, and then Waxahachie, do you know her? No. I feel like you'd you'd appreciate. Um, it's basically another kind of perfume genius situation where it's basically just one lady, but she put out a record called St. Cloud that again, very kind of emotional and, uh, and vulnerable, but I, I like that record a lot too. Mm. Um, I want to shout out our boy, Kevin Max, hey. who put out radio, radio Technica yeah. this year. Um, very clubby sort of, uh, drum and bass spoken word, kind of stuff and very into it very into it um didn't make obviously my my top 10 but i definitely think worth shouting out um and there's i feel like it was sort of a cheat if i were to include a um a deluxe version of an album like yeah, that probably. that that you know came out um last year and then they released a deluxe version with um three new songs on it so i was like i can't i'm not gonna that's 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 bullshit but it's you know masked intruder their album three turbo with that's awesome with it's yeah i mean it's already an awesome cover but the the cover uses uh makes it even more 80s style (laughs) so um, but they do, they included a cover of bad reputation, yeah. which is pretty, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and two other unreleased songs, but that's mass intruder is always going to be one of my, one of my yeah. all time faves, but 
Um, I'm sure there. Are, I'm sure there are other other 2020s that I yeah admit that I'm not including, but yeah, for sure, as evidenced by your list of stuff that I just completely forgot about. I'm sure there's other <laughs> stuff we're both completely forgetting about. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that is a really cool collection of songs uh, from, from both of us here. I'm eager to dive into the stuff that you talked about that I haven't checked out. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I would say at least half of the records on my list were kind of like ones that took some warming up for me mm. or were just like, blind spots for me until later. So it just felt weird in that sense. Like I feel like a lot of the records I was anticipating when they came out, I was kind of like, huh, okay. Um, but 2020 was a weird year. Um, and as much as I totally understand, like wanting something positive to listen to for it, I almost felt like kinship with a lot of these weirder elements of some of my favorite artists doing stuff. So interesting, interesting year for music. A notable lack of hip hop yeah, on, I, on I thought the same thing. Right. And when I was thinking that, uh, I wondered if you would have any. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to just like slide one in because I don't have any. But I don't know. I, I couldn't really think of any, too many that like really, I mean, like I said, Run the Jewels. I know like Lil Uzi Vert, people like his record a lot. Um, yeah. The So Run the Jewels, um, Run the Jewels for it, it didn't hit me. In in the way some of their past releases have, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it's not that it's I dislike it. It's just it it didn't. It was not one of those albums that I was ever really like return finding myself returning to. Right, and we didn't do. So we must have done. We did twenty eighteen. We did twenty nineteen. We've done twenty twenty. It must have been the year before that. I think whenever rtj2 came out because i'm a nerd and i was doing these lists even when we didn't when we didn't have a podcast to to do it on that was my number one for that year that was a while ago that was 2014 i guess yeah, yeah run uh, the jewels three was 2016 okay but i remember so rtj2 yeah. being my number one of that year that was a great, and I great record keep waiting for them to get back to something at that level and they haven't done it for me yet but anyway yeah agreed about hip-hop um it's interesting because i feel like there was a year there where it kind of dominated our list in some ways. Yeah. Um, anyway, let us know your favorites. Uh, sorry, Five Iron, you you don't quite make the cut uh, unless right. you uh, get this release out before the end of the year. You know, maybe call an audible. That uh, um, you have twenty eight days. That's right. Um, but yeah, let us know what some of your favorites were. Um, let us know why we were wrong about certain things. I don't want to hear <laughs> about the Dixie Chicks. They're great. The Zelda rules. Um, but uh, yeah, this was fun to do. Yeah. Um, anything uh, else we want to cover here? I don't think so. I think we, I think we covered covered most of what we came here to do. Um. Yeah. So I don't. I don't have. I don't think we have a firm date when we're going to release season three, but I think no. at this point it's probably going to be January. I think so. Which is when we started season two. Does that make sense in a certain yeah. way? It's much less, uh, it's fewer months in between seasons than last time. So even though it's, it's been a while, <laughs> as we said, uh, it's yeah. not quite as long a stretch between seasons one and two as it will be for two yeah. and three, but thanks for bearing with us. Um, Thank you to the Patreon punks who have stuck with us through all this. I know we haven't really been 
putting out a lot of stuff, but um, you we know, may have a, a special Christmas holiday special in the works. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Head over to the Patreon, see what's going on there. We, we'll put on, we'll put out something between now and, and proper season three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, hit us up on those socials at magnified pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe. If you haven't yet already, give us a rating or review. As I said, uh, email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 8727-MAGPOD. As we said, check out that Patreon for some bonus content, patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. You can pick up some merch, magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. We will have some cool Season 3 merch coming uh-huh. uh, eventually at some point here. Uh-huh. Promise you'll like it. Thanks to your shadow producer, Jason, at Unoriginal Vinyl. Thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios and Danny Leary for our artwork. Well, 2020 is winding down. But only for this year. (laughs) We want you to be found enjoying the next year with us. like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.